0: Welcome to the Conversation of Money podcast, where this year we are sharing 52 financial tips to transform your finances. So if you want to be better at managing your money, you want to pay off debt, you want to buy your first home, or you want to learn about investing and where to invest, how to begin, this is the podcast for you. I'm your host, Peter Komalase, and I'm so thrilled to have you here. So without further delay, let's get into this week's tips. Hey guys, it's Pete. Welcome to a new episode on the podcast. So it's Wednesday and I normally wouldn't be recording an episode on the podcast today. However, over the last 72 hours, I think it's clear that as a nation, we've turned the corner and ramped up our efforts in the battle against the coronavirus. And in doing so, there are consequences for many people here in the UK, individuals and families. And since my content is all about money and finance, it wouldn't be right if I didn't spend some time speaking to you guys and giving you guys some tips that will help, that will help you get through this period of uncertainty, pain and, and stress. Now, when I contrast where we are right now to where we were last week, frankly, it feels like we're in like a completely different reality, like completely different worlds. Last week I was talking about the markets, the opportunity the coronavirus presents us with to participate in the wealth creation business right now. Um, And how stocks are falling and they still are falling. We still have that opportunity. But when we compare it to this week, it's changed slightly. It's changed actually quite a lot because last week, the reality of possible redundancies, the reality of people staring statutory sick pay in the face at £94.25 a week wasn't quite real last week. This week, as of Monday, it's very, very, very real. Very, very, very real. And let me just run you through my timeline. So my experience of the coronavirus has been positive well, when I say positive it 's fifty fifty if i 'm completely honest with you I if you follow me on Instagram had pneumonia last year. I almost died from it. I was in intensive care for almost two weeks. I had face masks they had to help me breathe all sorts of stuff so i 'm thankful that i don 't have it or at least i don 't think I have it i've not i 'm not exhibiting any symptoms i haven 't come in contact with anybody who has it or has exhibited any symptoms. I'm lucky in that regard. So 50% of my experience has probably been positive. The 50% of my experience that isn't positive started on Monday. So clearly on Monday, Boris Johnson came out and said, where possible work from home and in the new year i joined a new business and i took on a new challenge something that would allow me to do what i love would allow me to do public speaking allow me to travel the country allow me to meet people allow me to talk about investments pensions fund management asset allocation, all the good stuff that I love that I talk to you guys a lot about on Instagram, right? So new challenge, new role, new job, new business. And on Monday, I thought to myself, well, this isn't going to be good from a business's point of view, because let's face it, the encouragement to work from home is one thing. And that's great if you can work from home. However, there are loads of businesses where working from home is not an option. If you're working in manufacturing, you can't work from home. You've got to go into work to do your job. You've got to go into work because if you don't go into work, the business shuts down. If the business shuts down, then you could find yourself on statutory sick pay, right? So that's what we faced on Monday. And I quickly realised that. And I, and I figured to myself, well... I could be at risk here because ultimately if I owned the business that I went into and I knew that this was coming down the track and it was something that was, you know, going to be enforced, like it is going to be enforced and is being enforced right now, one of the first things that I would do was cut the project that I was working on. So fast forward to Tuesday and yesterday afternoon at 3.30, I got a tap on the shoulder, let's have a conversation. And lo and behold, my project is being scrapped. Completely. Now, there were two of us working on the project myself and a colleague. I'm not going to mention her name. Let's call her Katie for for this purpose of this podcast. Now, in the meeting, I knew that it was coming. I preempted it. I spoke about it all day yesterday. And I said, look, guys, I'll be surprised if this if this project is still in existence by the end of the day there was a very very lengthy meeting first thing in the morning for about three hours i said i'll be surprised and katie didn't think so she thought you know it would be fine it's okay but lo and behold we were let go and the reason why this hit home for me is because i'm going to be okay even though i've been made redundant i have an emergency fund katie however does not have an emergency fund and her husband to make things worse, it's self-employed as well, so he hasn't got any work, and they have children, and as I got in the car to drive home, I started to think to myself, if I were in her shoes, the biggest thing that would be giving me anxiety right now is the question of how I'm going to pay my bills, my mortgage, my rent, my car, my electric, my gas, and how I'm going to put food on the table for my two boys. I'm not facing that reality, but she is. And as we get more and more into tightening the belt to combat the coronavirus, many more people are gonna find themselves in this situation. We already know that Curry's and PC World closing three or 500 stores is 3,000 jobs. That's 3,000 people potentially facing this situation and it's not a nice place to be. It's a painful place to be if you don't have anything to back you up. And this is why I wanted to do this episode because I want to give you some tips that are going to help you. And the first one for me, getting straight into it, is if you are facing this situation right now, you have to batten down the hatches. You have to cut fat and be ruthless in doing so. I'm talking about understanding what you've got coming in and what you've got going out to the penny. And I'm talking about saving every penny you possibly can. The more money you can save, the more money you can shave, the more money you're going to have behind you as a safety cushion to give you a little bit of peace of mind in what is going to be a really difficult time to come. And I just have to say this as well. It's very, very important to acknowledge and it's really important. We must, we must remember what is important here. We must remember that what's important here is actually our mental health our happiness. And I know when you haven't got a job and you've got to worry about paying your bills, that that doesn't always seem to be a priority. But I want to say this, and I want to say this because it's important. And I came to the realization last year, having almost died from pneumonia. And the fact that money isn't the end all and be all. We are all going to get through this. We have to remember that whilst this is going to be painful and it's going to be difficult, that this is only going to be a period of time in our soon-to-be history. If we get through the next few weeks and the next few months and all being well, the coronavirus subsides off and through summer we're able to get back to normality, this is going to seem like a blip. And whilst we're in this blip, I'm not saying that it's not going to be painful. It is. We're going to have to make sacrifices. But what I'm saying is, it's going to be short-lived. And I really want to put that out there for people to take a second to take it in and just let it sit and resonate with you. Please don't lose sight of what's important. Your mental health is important. Your family is important. Your life is important. This other stuff right now doesn't matter. But to get through this point of time, we have to batten down the hatches. If you follow the podcast, you will know that I have a free community. And I encourage people to join this community because it's all about 52 Financial Tips. It's what you hear at the beginning of this podcast. But in week three of this year, one of the first things that we did that I took people through that in the community was creating a spending plan. And creating a spending plan is all about understanding what you've got coming in and what you've got going out. And we did the exercise for a purpose, and this purpose is applicable to now. The purpose was to understand what you've got coming in and what you've got going out. If you're facing redundancy or you're, you, you're facing the possibility of going on statutory sick pay then money coming in essentially stops or decreases significantly. Therefore, the money going out becomes even more important. And what we tried to do in week three, when we went through this exercise was understand if you've got X amount coming in, how much of what you've got coming in is apportioned to your expenditure. So for example, how much of your income goes to your essential expenditure, so the things you have to pay for the rent the mortgage the gas the electric the school fees food then how much of it also goes towards your non-essentials your nice to haves your netflix your gym subscriptions your amazons your spotify's but more importantly what we wanted to identify there was how much money do you have left over in a disposable pot because your disposable pot is your safety net it's where you would invest from it's where you would save from it's where you would do all the stuff that builds for the future and the idea with the exercise was once we knew what all those three pots were we would take a further step to try to understand how we can increase the disposable pot even more because it's how we utilize money if you're facing the prospect of redundancy with not much money being paid out because you might not have been with the business for for long, then this is a crucial step. Even if you are going to get a big payout on redundancy, this is a crucial step. You must do this. So please take some time, go through your income, more importantly, go through your expenditure. What can you sacrifice right now but reinstate maybe in a few months' time once we come out the back end of this. The more money you can save, the more peace of mind you are going to have. Tip number two really coincides with what I've just discussed in tip number one, and that is emergency fund. If you're part of my free community, I mention this all the time. In fact, we spoke about this three weeks ago. Emergency fund. With an emergency fund, what we typically recommend is six months' worth of your expenses. And your expenses are all of the things that are in your essential bucket. So the things that you have to pay for, school fees, food, electric, gas, water, car payment, personal loans, credit cards, rent, mortgage, all of those things. We recommend six months' worth of, ex- of, of an emergency fund to cover those things. That gives you peace of mind. Now, I know that if you're facing this reality, you may not have six months worth of an emergency fund. And therefore, this tip could be like, well, what the fuck are you talking about, Pete? But if you are in this situation, you don't have an emergency fund, tip one is even more important. You have to go through that exercise and really Fatten down the hatches, cut any fat. You have to be ruthless. You have to be honest with yourself around, is this essential? If it's not essential, it may have to go and you may have to be willing, you will have to be willing, in fact, to make that sacrifice. So for any of you who haven't gone through like a budgeting exercise or ever done anything like this before, if you find me on social media on Instagram, at conversationofmoney, I will leave a link to my free budget planner, which will take you through this entire exercise, and you can download it for free. I will leave a link in my bio. So please do find me on Instagram, at conversationofmoney, and there'll be a link in my bio where I will leave um, the free budget planner that I designed that my guys basically have access to via the community. The third tip I'm going to give you is going to speak more practically to how you approach the next few months and i'm going to talk you through some of the measures that have been announced and i'm going to talk you through some things that you absolutely need to be aware of they are not there in the headlines at this point in time so please do pay attention to this and again if you know anybody who's facing this situation please do share this podcast episode with them right so There are certain things that the government are doing to help alleviate the pressure, alleviate the stress of what we're embarking on right now with the coronavirus. First and foremost, if you have a mortgage, the government are asking the banks. I don't think they're actually making it law right now, but they are asking the banks to offer three-month mortgage repayment holidays. Now, when we say three months, it's up to three months. Not you're going to get three months, you might get one, you might get two depending on circumstances. But what they don't tell you in the headlines is that you have to have a conversation with your mortgage provider for them to agree this. You can't just miss three months payments and think it's going to be okay, no. You have to pick up the phone, you have to tell them that you've been affected by it, and they then should grant you up to three months. I personally wouldn't see any reason why they would only give you one month or two months. Pretty much all of them should give you three months, but you have to have a conversation with them first and foremost. Now, it's also worth noting that this is a repayment holiday. So whilst you're missing your mortgage payments, you still owe that money, Legally under your mortgage agreement. So, my advice and tip to you would be that when you get to, say, your second month, it'll be worthwhile having another conversation with your lender to see what the next steps are. You're going to have to repay back the money, but you have to establish how you're going to do that. So, one of the options that you might have is to extend the term of your mortgage and spread that cost over the long term. The one thing that you need to bear in mind if you do that is you're going to be paying more interest because you're spreading over a longer period of time. But with it being, I would imagine or hope a small amount in terms of the amount that you've missed for the three months, your interest should be relatively small. But again, it's worthwhile checking your mortgage lender will go through those numbers with you. It's also An option for you to discuss maybe paying it off over a shorter period of time so maybe spreading it over six or maybe even 12 months it means that your monthly payment will go up slightly maybe 20 quid 30 quid depending on what you've got i don't know but that might be an option for you to have a look at but it means that you'll see a jump in your mortgage payment so those are two things that you can do well that's one thing you can do if you have a mortgage and two key considerations to take on board now if you are a renter There are protections being put in place for you specifically because you don't have a mortgage and therefore you're not being offered a mortgage repayment holiday you're renting from a landlord a housing association or a letting agency whatever your case might be the law that they're passing through they're actually going they are actually going to make it law that your landlord cannot evict you for three months and what that does is it gives you a little bit of grace But what I would really suggest is again, it's important that you have a conversation with your landlord, your letting agency, your housing association, so they know that you've been affected by this. Now, if you're renting, they can't kick you out if you don't pay. However, I think it's really important by opening dialogue, having a conversation that you are honest and give yourself the opportunity to potentially give yourself more rope. So whilst your landlord cannot evict you, By law, once it's passed, and it is being rushed through uh, Parliament right now, by having a conversation with him, you can open up the possibility of possibly taking a further rent holiday, a rent payment holiday, after the three months is up. What I'm suggesting here is by having a conversation with your landlord, you can get ahead of the curve. If you're affected and you need six months, then having a conversation to say, look, obviously I'm in a bit of a dire straight right now. I may need a little bit of an extra. And how you can leverage an additional three months is this, ask your landlord, if he is being granted a three-month repayment holiday with his mortgage lender, because if he is, or she is, they might be inclined to pass that on to you as well. The other thing you could do if you are renting and you've, again, have a conversation with your landlord or whoever it is that you're renting from, if you get into a point where you can't make your full rent payment, offer to pay whatever the mortgage is, on the property your landlord is likely to take your arm off if you're paying 600 quid in rent and the mortgage for the property that he owns is only 400 quid and you say look i can't afford to give you 600 quid but i'll give you 400 quid instead he will take your arm off for that now it still means that you still owe the additional 200 pounds because you have a tenancy agreement where you have agreeing to pay the full rent at 600 pounds but at least you have an option or a basis for a conversation. So those are just a couple of things for you to bear in mind if you are a renter. So please do take those on board. Now, if you have credit cards, personal loans, car finance agreements, then there isn't really anything right now that has been published as an arrangement potentially. There might be something coming down the line. But I think it's really important that you also take the same approach with those, with those providers as well and actually have a conversation with them and say, look, this is what I'm facing right now. I've been affected with redundancy. I'm on saturated sick pay. What can you do for me? A lot of these lenders will be expecting phone calls like this. This isn't something that is only going to affect a few hundred people. This is going to affect a huge section of the population. Self employed, zero contract hours, even if you are employed, it's going to affect a huge number of people. So, having a conversation is absolutely key. And one thing I have to highlight to you guys is do not be ashamed of asking for help. Don't feel embarrassed. We are all in this together. We are all in this together. And at some point, everybody needs help. So, please don't feel embarrassed or too proud or ashamed for having to have this conversation with any of your lenders. They will be expecting it, and it's always best if you have an open dialogue with people. Now, again... With this, there is no indication of what that means for credit ratings or anything like that at this point in time. That's certainly a question that I have because that's very, very unclear. However, one thing you could do is if you are affected in this way because of the coronavirus, you can go through and actually ask for a notice of correction to be put on your credit score. If you're part of the community that was covered maybe four weeks ago or so when i talked about how to improve your credit score there were 10 tips it is on the podcast so go and have a look for that episode it's how to improve your credit score some of the credit card companies are offering to increase um credit card limits for a period of time. Some of them are waiving late fees for, um, uh, well, they're waiving fees for late payments and mispayments, And some are even um, waiving fees for things like cash advances. So again, if you have credit cards, it's worthwhile speaking to your credit card provider to see what they have available. If you need it, it's there for you to use. So those are just a few things. I'll provide a link where you guys will be able to access what A number of the banks are providing and some of their contact numbers as well Um, so please do feel free to view that that will be in the show notes so those are the tips that i had for you guys i think it's really important that we cover this and i hope that you find value in that and i hope that you do share it with people who you know who may need to hear this i guess i just wanted to close on a positive note, and I did kind of speak about this a little bit earlier. But I, th- I just really want to drive this home, guys. Yes, it's going to be painful. Yes, I'm affected by this. Yes, I'm in a better position than most people because I've got a bit of emergency fund behind me. But guys, let's just really enjoy. I don't say well, enjoy is a is a weird word if you're going through the stress. Let's take stock of where we are. Let's take time to really think about the things that are important and let's all just recognize that we are going to come out the the end of this better if not financially but as people than we are going in and this is only a point in time in our soon to be history but guys please stay safe Please do treat people kindly, be kind to each other. I mean, people are clearing pastas and toilet rolls and and stuff like that in stores. Like, think about your neighbor. Think about the elderly people who need this stuff, that can't get into the store, who can't just hoard stuff. We may not necessarily have the support of people to do this on their behalf. Be kind, be thoughtful, and above all, take care of yourselves, wash your hands, Use tissues to catch your cough and avoid touching your face. I'm a sucker for that. I have to consciously think about it all of the time. But guys, I wish you all the best. I wish you a safe transition through this time of uncertainty And the last thing I'm going to request for you guys is please do follow the podcast. Give us a good rating. It would mean the world to me. And I look forward to speaking to you. Well, it's going to be Monday now when we go back onto the investment uh, journey where I've got more tips for you. But guys, thank you for dialing in. Thank you for listening. I'll catch you soon another great episode down but our journey together doesn't have to end here be sure to subscribe to the podcast on whatever app you're listening on right now and please don't forget to give us a good rating that would mean the world to me if you feel connected to the podcast and you found value in the episode that you've listened to today join our free community where you will find free resources and more in-depth content on all things finance and money and you will also find a community where you'll be supported by people who are on a similar journey to you. Links to our free community can be found on our website, conversationofmoney.com or on our Instagram at conversationofmoney. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. Again, it means the world to me. I'm your host, Peter. Until next week. Take care.